You're listening to the Homegrown Faith Podcast. I'm Joe Clark, and I'm chatting with my fellow pastor and friend, Richard Sweatman, about God, the Bible, and life lived growing our faith in Jesus. This podcast is coming to you from Hunter Bible Church in Newcastle. Good afternoon, Joe Clark. Great to be chatting with you again on another episode of Homegrown <laughs> Faith. And you, Richard Sweatman, and you. Now, I drove all the way into town on Saturday thinking I was going to take mm-hmm. my dog to the dog beach and then discovered the air show was on and had to turn around and go all the way back home. But you went <laughs> to the air show. <laughs> That's right. And honestly, Joe, I was not planning on going. Uh, oh. My son, uh, Alex, you know, is a huge aircraft fan, but he was actually away yes. on a sort of post-HSC celebration. And so I yeah. thought, oh, Alex not here. I don't, you know, why, I don't Might really need go. to go. But then I just felt this FOMO welling up in, in me um, <laughs> during the morning. <laughs> And I just knew, oh, if I don't go, I'll regret it. And so um, I, actually, <laughs> I actually cycled in because I thought, oh, parking would be terrible. Nice. But I've got, you and I have talked about cycling on this podcast a bit. Yes. And uh, so I've, I'm set for that. And so I managed to cycle right into the action. And uh, as soon as I was on the bike, I knew I'd made the right decision. I could see, I was getting there a bit <laughs> late. I could see in the distance, the F-35s doing their moves, dropping their flares over the uh, over the city. <laughs> And I made it all the way into the beach. And uh, yeah, if you're listening from out of Newcastle, this really was quite a spectacular air show. Free, just there for the public. And there were F-18s and PC-3 Orion, P-3 Orions and a uh, wedge, uh, wedge tail. Is it? No. Um, yes. No they uh, um, Just flying over the beach, over Fort Scratchley. You could almost reach wow. up and touch them. Um, Whoa. And uh, um, it was, uh, yeah, I've got sort of that sort of little kid excitement about, wow, you know, here's a very loud, very powerful engine aircraft. Um, I didn't know as much about the aircraft, obviously, without um, Alex there, but um, yeah, yeah, I just had a bit of fun with the air show. So um, yeah. uh, that's, that's my story. Yes. Do you know what Nothing I wonder? Yeah, yeah. No, no, that sounds fun. That sounds really fun. Do you know what I wonder about? What is going through the mind of the pilot? Are they like, all right, let's go do a little flyby. Everyone's going to be super excited, but this is like another regular day, almost like you and I would drive to work. Let's go to work. Mm-hmm. Or is it so, no. woohoo, let's go meet up with all the folks. You know, like <laughs> I wonder about yeah. the mindset of the pilots. I think the pilots are 100% concentrating. They're doing some very dangerous things. Yeah. Um, and, uh, <laughs> yeah, the, the stunts, the things they're, they're going very high. close to things. So maybe some of the slower yeah. flying planes who are just cruising past, you know, leaning out a door and waving to people, but, um, for the otherwise <laughs> very concentrating and I, but I think would be exciting. Worth they would, hard. they would be able to see the faces of people standing on the beach. Uh, yeah. and so yeah. that, that would be fun, but yeah, yeah. I think a, <laughs> some serious concentration. So uh, I can yep, imagine no. now you say that because I hadn't thought about the the proximity to hazards, etc. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. So, so how often uh, yep. does this air show happen? Oh, about once every ten years. It might happen again, yeah. Joe. Yes. So wow, I really worth missed getting it. Getting on to. <laughs> uh, you know, I, did. <laughs> I think you, I think you probably coped better than I would have if if I'm missing it. Um, <laughs> well, but, uh, air I have show, to tell you, mate, what was your action? yeah. I live a really exciting life, so I have an update on my kookaburra. Um, oh, good. Because, you know, why do anything exciting when I can talk about a kookaburra? <laughs> so for anyone who missed it, last week 
or the week before, I can't remember, I spoke about a kookaburra that swoops regularly, my deck, and takes food. So it swooped my mother, it swooped the builders, it swooped the painters and taken food. I've got some new neighbours who live three doors down. They come over, um, we're, we're chatting, getting to know each other, and there's the kookaburra. And Dylan, one of my new neighbours, says, oh, there's that kookaburra. He comes to our house all the time. <laughs> Turns out he also sweeps other houses. And wow. so in some ways I'm feeling a little bit less special. <laughs> I'm feeling like, oh, so you don't just sweep my place, you're sweeping everyone's place. So you're getting food from everyone <laughs> rather than just yeah. like my special home and my special kookaburra. Anyway, so they had a very story, funny story to tell where she got the fright of her life, dropped her glass, and she was having a lovely wine and cheese crackers with people and anyway, wine everywhere. But um, mm. we've decided – I've decided um, I had a recommendation from Thomas, our tech guy, a tech and audio guy, thanks, Thomas, that I should um, purchase a gel blaster gun. But I've decided instead <laughs> that I'm going to pray that the kookaburra finds somewhere else to go but also mm-hmm. have my hose ready um, <laughs> and maybe just give him a sprinkling every so often just to show that when we're eating, I don't want his visit. Anyway, that's yeah. my goal. Um, I did read a few articles about the intelligence of kookaburras. Felt impressed by that. Still, my resolve is steady. I'm, I don't okay. want to near my food. Okay, yeah. great. So you've got a strategy, the hose. Have you fired on the on the, uh, the kookaburra yet? No, not yet. Um, <laughs> I'm still feeling a bit guilty about that. I, I don't know. Oh, really? There's just something about not letting no the way. bird do what it wants to do. But then I imagined an ibis. And I was like, mm. yeah, I wouldn't let an ibis come and take my food off oh, my All right. You've got a soft spot for kingfishers. Oh, for kookaburras? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. There's something about them that's just they feel like a national icon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. That's nice. Anyway, there um, we are. You this will is exciting. Mate, you probably overcome that in time, but yeah. I think, I think so. The first any, time it uh, takes some of my cheese and crackers, I probably will get my, my hose out. <laughs> <laughs> that's the way. Yeah. It'll be fine. <sighs> Yeah. Um, but uh, anyway. as well as, uh, yes, dealing with kookaburras, you are reading the Bible, rolling through Psalms. Yes, Psalms, Psalm 103 today, which mm. is a Psalm of David. It's a very famous Psalm, some of the most famous parts of the Psalms, I think, in here. Um, mm. And so I was just spoiled for choice about what to talk about. Um, it's very much a Psalm of praise to God mm. um, for his, mas- his mercy and compassion. Um, And so I just thought I'd read a few verses about that. Um, Verse 7, he made his ways, he made known his ways to Moses, his deeds to the people of Israel. The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in love. He will not always accuse, nor will he harbor his anger forever. He does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. Mm. Um, such beautiful, poetic language. Um, but what I was struck by was the the moving from verse 7 where he uh, is God des- is described as making his ways known and his deeds known to the people of the Old Testament, so mm. to Moses and the people of Israel, him being compassionate and um, and not punishing quickly, being slow to anger and loving. Um, But then as well, this time where he will no longer accuse us of sin, he will completely um, forgive us our sins 
and they'll be removed from us. And um, it just makes your mind go straight to the cross mm. where sin is dealt with and yeah. then on to Jesus' triumphal return and the final judgment of, of sin. And and so I think it's just one of those sections, particularly the sentence, he does not treat us as our sins deserve. Mm. I'm just so thankful we have a God who is so good and, and so merciful. Um, yeah. yeah, this is the Christian message and it was just a wonderful psalm to read a few times this morning. Yeah, yeah. Psalm 103 is a much-loved psalm. I, I remember mm. chatting to a guy in my growth group when I asked, you know, do you have favourite parts of the Bible or favourite psalms? And this one came straight up, yeah. And, yeah. and it was because of those verses you read here, uh, that yeah. that beauty and joy of forgiveness and that just very uh, mind-stretching image of East separated from West. Yes. Removed our transgressions from us, yeah. Yeah, and the psalm is, is mm. yeah, the psalm is so rich in teaching us how to respond. The first verses start with praising the Lord, my soul, and it finishes with praising the Lord, my soul. Yeah, but it teaches you the substance of why you're praising. It's not empty mm. praise. It's sort of informed, rich, beautiful praise, and um, it's that feeling in your heart and your knowledge in your mind that God is so so good to us. But he's good within himself as well, and and you just can't help but love that and want everyone to know about that. So, yeah, it's a it's a great it's a great psalm. Um, it is, yeah, and to have forgiveness at the heart of it, even, even though mm-hmm. I, I don't think the precise word for forgiveness is there. The the idea is there, and um, yeah. it is uh, really a, what a lot of what drives Christian joy and praise. Mm-hmm. It's um, mm-hmm. the joy of forgiveness. So mm-hmm. Psalm 103 brings that out really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Anyway, so very encouraging. I'll continue continue working through Psalms. What about you, mate? What have you been reading? Oh, well, I'm very excited. I've um, opened a new book in the last week uh, called The Coming of the Holy Spirit, Why Jesus okay. Sent His Spirit into the World by Philip D. Jensen. Oh. And, uh, this is a book that I've had on my uh, <laughs> shelf for a while. And uh, <laughs> oh, there's sorry. Teddy all right there. We'll leave Teddy be. <laughs> I was we'll doing so well. Keep going. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, this is a great book because uh, Philip's an – I know Philip Jensen uh, um, somewhat, and he's an excellent Bible teacher, always value his teaching, and uh, really good on the Holy Spirit. And to have him put his thoughts, his ideas, his teaching into words is just a great blessing from the church. So uh, mm-hmm. I'm uh, underway in this, and I'm expecting uh, – yeah, really looking forward to it. The uh, book works with a like a, a bit of a walk through um, a biblical theology of the Holy Spirit, um, and a focus on the Spirit in the the gospel and and uh, the Spirit going out and um, on world mission. And uh, the chapter I'm and then at the back end, actually quite a few pages, over 150 pages of common questions or or little appendices. Wow. Which are going to is things like um, speaking in tongues, signs and miracles. Um, uh, um, devils and demons, cessationism, um, wow, d- guidance. So I'm I haven't jumped there, but yeah, it'd be pretty tempting to jump in and see what uh, he's written on all these different topics. Um, so quite a yeah, good book for that. But um, the thing I read just this last week was quite interesting. He was talking about John the Baptist uh, paving the way for Jesus, and he said that John the Baptist is the last Old Testament prophet, even though he's in the New Testament. He's really a lot like the Old Testament. And yeah. um, a little footnote here on page 23, uh, 
Philip writes, uh, interestingly, John was also like the Old Testament prophets in not understanding everything that the Spirit of Christ within him was prophesying. He didn't realize that the Christ had to suffer and die before coming into his kingdom. That is, he didn't know about the, quote, sufferings of Christ and the subsequent glories. Quoting from 1 Peter 1, 10 to 11, and yeah, referring us back to Matthew 11, verse 3, where he asks Jesus, are you the one to come or should we expect another? And I feel like yeah. Uh, that's a yeah, interesting question. I, I may have discussed with you or others about what's going on there with John not knowing about um, about Jesus but um, or, or the nature of suffering or, or some confusion mm. there. But mm. uh, Philip's saying, well, you know, this is just, this is normal for an Old Testament prophet. He's got the spirit of Christ in him. He's prophesying, he's, he's teaching, but doesn't mean that he knows all the answers. So mm. that was a, a uh, yeah, small point, but a, but a helpful point. Um, yeah, something I think I'll remember. And so, yeah, expecting a lot of little, um, yeah, great little insights like this through the book on the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And what that does in, in, in describing John as an Old Testament prophet, it helps you to recall that how significant the cross is in the New Testament, that it's mm. the turning point moment, not the beginning of whichever book you're reading. Like the book is also pointing, Matthew, Mark, Luke and John are all pointing to who Jesus is mm. and the cross is that ultimate moment, but you can forget that because you're reading from the side of a book or something. Mm. And so you, yeah. you capture, you you know, encounter John the Baptist at the start of the Gospels and you think, oh, he he must be like the other Christians like me. We understand Jesus yeah. when they're describing him at those times. Yeah. Oh, fascinating. Yeah. This There's is even interesting. It's really section, waking my mind up. Yeah. Even a little yeah, section sorry. on page 33 where uh, Philip points out that the uh, the gift of the Spirit, giving the Spirit, is will be the gift of the crucified and risen Christ. Uh, it's it's his giving the spirits only going to come after that um, fulfilling God's plan of for the salvation of sinners. So I think this is going to be a very oh. cross-focused book, Jesus-focused book, yeah. even though the title is the Holy Spirit. So yeah, no, I'm looking yeah. forward to it. Um, wow, that sounds good. Yeah, but um, it uh, we before we wrap up today though, Joe, um, it has been great yeah. talking about air shows. Kookaburra updates, <laughs> Psalm 103, and uh, a new book on the Holy Spirit. Uh, we've got a bit, of, a bit of news that we, I think we need to share with our listeners, don't we? Um, yes. And that is to say that after three very fruitful years of producing homegrown faith, we, Joe and I have decided, we've talked a lot, we've decided that it's now time to wrap up the podcast. Um, yeah. We have uh, yeah, massively enjoyed doing this podcast together but mm. coming to the end of 2023 looking at a big year ahead 2024 both of us with ideas of, of other things and ministries we'd like to turn our attention to um we're trying we're thinking now has come the time to uh to wrap up this very enjoyable podcast uh, mm. that's right isn't it joe yeah yeah i think as we made the decision there was this sense of feeling really thankful to god because it started out of covid it started out of a really kind of wild time for us in, in um, the world in australia in newcastle at hbc and um I, i'm so thankful for how god's grown you and me but also so many people along with us who've talked to us about things they've learned from god's word or things they found interesting from books they've read or I, I just am so thankful to God for how he's worked. Um, but, yeah, I do feel a readiness to to try something else or do some other things. And 
particularly we've got these new um, congregations launching in 2024. So it's sort of a both a a moment of, oh, gratitude, thankfulness, but also a a readiness to to give Hmm. some new things a go. So, yeah. But, so what um, we'd, um, yeah, we're going to have two more episodes. One yeah. next week we'll uh, look back a bit in Thanksgiving, maybe um, yeah, mm. reflect on some parts of the Bible we've read together or books we've talked about. Yeah. And um, the one after that will be a bit of looking forward and, yeah, sharing our ideas and wisdom on um, Bible reading and book reading and learning and growing. Uh, yeah. But during these, uh, yeah, during the next few weeks, um, Joe, what would we love from some of our listeners? Yeah, look, if if you get a chance to listen to this episode before we go to recording next week, we would love to hear how God has grown you through the podcast. Um, we would find that personally encouraging, but we'd also love to share that. I think there's a bunch of people who are listening together in different ways, a part of the HBC community and beyond. And so why not send us a message, homegrownfaith at hunterbiblechurch.org. Some of you will, will be Facebook friends or will have each other's phone numbers. Just let us know. Um, we would love to hear from you. Uh, how God has grown you through the podcast. And we can share that with each other. I think um, God deserves so much praise for what he's achieved. And so we would love to share that um, a bit more widely than just Richard and I. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, why not let us know uh, how God's grown you? Yeah, fantastic. Well, uh, that's us for this week, Joe. But um, all the best during the week with your ongoing reading in Psalms and Kookaburra challenges. And, uh, yeah, we look forward to chatting again next week as we reflect a bit on the last three years um, with Thanksgiving. Sounds good, brother. All right, talk to you then. Bye.